Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. Because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit my website at missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my weekly column at worldnetdaily.com, WND.com, and also on barbwire.com and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to order my book, which is written especially for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. What should concerned parents be thinking about as this school year begins? And on an even bigger scale, what should be the biggest priorities of Christian families who have their children in the public school system? Well, we're going to talk to a public school system expert right here in Ohio. Dr. Kelly Coles has been an educator and involved in public education for 25 years and now believes that public education is terminally ill and must be changed to a children-first education system. She has a website called childrenfirsteducation.com, and we'll, we'll learn more about that. And that also contains her recorded radio programs. She served on two public school boards and is the president of the Ohio School Board's Leadership Council, and she speaks all over Ohio, has spoken nationally about why education is failing our students and why Common Core is not the answer. So welcome to Mission America Radio, Kelly. Thank you so much, Linda, for having me on today. I'm always happy to to talk to people and share some of what I witnessed on our school boards. I was an educator, like you said, in, in higher ed and then went to uh, the public K through 12 system as a school board member, and had five children educated in wow. that system. <laughs> five children that'll that, that'll do it. Yes, <laughs> that piece. Yeah, there's that piece too. I did finally after I left the school board, after I knew what was happening in public education, I pulled my last child out mm. and homeschooled him. Okay, I well, could not. I could no longer hand him to a system that I knew was ill. Wow, that's that's a great perspective. So we'll talk some more about that. So 
Um, so tell us why you got involved in, I mean, you're the mother of five children. So what got mm-hmm. you involved in the actual being sort of an education activist in some ways? I guess you could say that about yeah. every school board elected leader. But um, sure, anyway, tell sure. us about that. Tell What are your concerns? Well, my initial um, idea to join the school board was simply my neighbor called and said, you should join the school board. And I thought, ah. Boy, no, I, why would I want to do that? But I was opposed to the levies. So I would definitely verbalize the research I had done to say, hey, we are paying more than our fair share. We are paying plenty. You should be able to educate on the money you have, you know, stuff like that. So uh, we were going for the fourth failed levy in Springboro, and I said, I, I don't think you need the money. I think you're missing accountability. So uh, the community agreed and, and hired me or elected me. I got on the school board and spent about six months with people who really didn't want to hear a word I had to say, didn't want to hear my questions, didn't want to answer my questions. Uh, But, you know, after about six months or so, they started voting with me because what a school board member does, if they're doing their job, is they will take information that is given to them by usually the administration. And you you think, okay, well, let me go fact check that. And when I would do my homework, I would find that things that they were saying simply were not true mm. and um, didn't really make sense. And it didn't pass my smell test. I usually would go do my homework. I would just take, you know, what they said. I said, well, let me go let me go do my homework. And it was certainly offensive to people that I wouldn't believe everything they said. But I was glad that I didn't believe everything they said because we found out that there were many, many times they simply didn't give us the information. The school board members wouldn't give us the information and they spewed a bunch of nonsense at us and expected everybody to buy it. Right. It just simply wasn't true. Wow. So wow. Um, after uh, two years, the community actually trusted me more because I had a website up called coalsforeducation.com, the number four, Coles for Education. Coles like the store. It's still up, <laughs> in fact. And I would post things on there about why I voted the way I did, which was usually a four-to-one board. So I would vote differently than the other four. They were fully indoctrinated. Uh, most of them related to people that worked in the district. So they weren't interested in holding the system accountable. They simply wanted to be a cheerleader for the district. And I came to it with a very different angle in that I thought the children deserved better. Yes. Um, so anyway, the community agreed with me, read my website, and they hired two more people just like me. Uh, so from that point on, 2012 to 14, uh, the conservatives had the board majority. Wow. And I was made the president for that last of the two-year term. So it was quite different then. We could control things. But what I saw was there's very, very little that a school board member can actually control. Because every time you ask, can we do this, can we do this, either legal counsel gives you the wrong answer. Often we found it was not a true answer. (laughs) So we had to fire that legal team and uh, hire a new one. Mm -hmm. But they would always give us the answers that protected adults not the answers that protected children. Right. And there were laws in place that protect children. And no such thing when it came to the adults, like tenure. I believed that tenure did not help children learn. In fact, there's plenty of evidence that's true. Right. So I said, I don't believe in tenure. How can we stop tenure? A legal counsel would say, well, you can't. You have to give it to them. If they apply, you have to give it to them. And I said, well, that can't be true. So when we hired a different legal firm, and asked the, the applicants during interview, you know, what do you think about this? And, and one said, well, you have to have a reason. I said, well, we don't believe in it. He says, I can defend that. 
So see, there there are ways to get things done. But right. as soon as we left, the board majority being conservative, as soon as we left, they gave everybody everything back that we had tried to hold, you know, correct, which I think tenure is really the destructive mechanism in K through twelve education. Well, tell, tell me no reason for it. Tell me a little bit about the influence of the. This is a huge issue. I talk about quite often yes. the teachers' unions. I am just such an anti-union person. So let, let's let's hear your perspective on that. Well, I wasn't, Linda. To be honest with you, I wasn't when I went on the school board. I was completely an open page mm-hmm. and said, tell me why you need the money. That's why I was in there. Tell me why you need the money. Convince me, and I will be a cheerleader for your district. I found out through four years, though, that the union, teachers' union controls everything. Right. And everybody in it. Everybody in that system has one master. It is not the community. It is not the children. It is not the board. The board has very little to do with anything. It's nobody, no administrator will cross that union line and say, no, we don't have the money to fund this contract. We won't fund it. They all say, because there's a Me Too, unwritten Me Too clause in every contract. So what? this is so ridiculous. In what world do you have both sides of a negotiation table on the same side? Right. There's I mean, no negotiation. Insane. That's no negotiation. There's yeah. fraud. Right. It's an absolute fraud. And the children, as you said, are left out of this whole equation on the with the union oh, they, control. Honestly, I say it on my radio program. They did not care less. When we would say we want to see these things added to curriculum, it was, well, you don't control curriculum. Who does? Oh, well, the tests do. So, board, you have no control over that. When we said we wanted to see the uh, uh, design of study, we wanted to see what was in the library, we would get nonstop questions about why. That's censorship. I thought, well, they're, they're minors. Is yeah. it somebody supposed to censor what right. they're seeing in the library? Right. But the only person who actually did and could was the librarian. Exactly. She is, <laughs> she is far removed from a conservative community mm-hmm. that, that they sit in. They are not like-minded on this stuff. They nope. believe porn was okay. Yeah, and the, and the, and the whole... Mean, whole thing about that that and it just drives me crazy is that there is censorship it's by one one or two people librarians yeah, exactly yeah exactly and what they censor out what they censor out is conservative christian material or any challenge to the prevailing dogmas that's what what it is well let me tell you this story like i have hundreds of course but this one was uh, a librarian came to us as a board and said i need more money that when I came on the school board, excuse me, when I came to the, the school district 10 years ago, there were 9,000 holdings in our library. And I immediately had to throw out 5,000 of them. And I went, uh, what? <laughs> Who gave you permission to throw out 5,000 pieces of literature that belonged to these taxpayers? And uh, it's in her contract. She gets sole discretion. Do you think, mm. she said, well, they were outdated. Do you think that 60% of the library's holdings were outdated? Or were sixty percent of them just not like-minded with her? Yes, class. exactly. Flaming liberal, flaming mm-hmm. liberal. Classics, classics so, get thrown out. The classics get thrown out. Is what happens. Absolutely mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, now, it's insane. I thought, wow, this has nothing to do with community input, does it? Right. It and we're talking, in case you're just joining us today, we're talking with Dr. Kelly Coles, who is an expert in education and has been on several uh, public school boards here in Ohio and can tell us all about what's going on in the public school system and is also the mother of five children. Okay, Kelly, I want to ask you about, um, tell us about, okay, the the 
reason that we really, really need to get behind the idea of school choice? Right. I mean, there are several scenarios, and we're going to have a speaker come in from Kansas. Her name is Lisa Watson. Uh, everybody needs to look her up. So she's coming in in the end of September and going to give a speech, which uh, she's an awesome woman. She has one philosophy about why school choice will work and how to get it in, in you know, every different community have four four options for schooling. Um, my idea is much like hers in that I think if you have, a, as a parent, you have choice A, B, and C, you'll have to do your homework on each of those school districts. You'll have to go talk to those people and say, okay, here's my priority list. I like school A. My son is going to school A because it's a match to our family values and principles, or it's a significant match to his aptitudes, or whatever. You know, you pick your schools. If that child disrupts, acts badly, um, and gets kicked out of that school, I think that school has the right to do that because he or she has an alternative. They can choose school B. And that parent's going to say, well, Johnny, why did you get kicked out of school A? That's your problem. That was our first pick. Now you have to go to school B. Mm -hmm. Not happy, but I have a choice at least. Mm -hmm. So then child goes to school B. What, What I want to have happen is that we empower school districts to say, this student's not a fit. And maybe they'll they'll fit in school B. So maybe there'll be one school that's a specifically uh, geared towards special ed needs. Right. And then because I think what's happening is the special ed students are being placed in inclusion classrooms, and that that student often has a lot more need for attention, and therefore distracts the teaching attention onto them. Mm-hmm. That means everybody else in the classroom gets slowed down and ignored because that one student needs more attention. Well, let me ask so, you a question. Let me ask you a question okay. about uh, school choice. Uh, w- would that involve charter schools or or faith-based schools as well? I mean, could could that could that be in the equation? Oh, sure. My preference would be more faith-based schools. And and Lisa, when she comes to talk, she says she thinks every church should have a school in it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's that that's pretty optimistic, but I think yeah. absolutely. Right. Why should a parent have to pay for education twice just because they want an appropriate education for their child? We all know that nationally, globally, the United States education system is failing. Look at the PISA scores, people. It's all you've got to do. Every single three-year period that they retake that in this, this country, we're scoring lower and lower and lower. There's a deliberate, I think, act to dumb down American children and rise up in these other countries so that we're not as educated, we're not attractive to foreign um, people who want a better education. Why would we make parents pay for that and then again pay for a private school? Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's not fair. Right. Tell because us because most of us, including me, can't do it. We yeah, can't afford no. it. I'm already paying ten thousand dollars a year property tax mm-hmm. is what I was paying. I can't afford then, <laughs> you know, another twenty five thousand to send my kids to a better school, just couldn't do it. I just tried to manage with where they were and, and supplement it as much as possible. Okay, we are running out of time in this segment. Tell us quickly about this program that you would, Cara, is the public invited? You were just mentioning this uh, speaker who's coming in. Yeah, I think that you can go on, uh, it's a uh, OLC website, Ohio Liberty Coalition. Uh, there is a conference at the end of the month, September 30th. If you you know, if you're kind of a Tea Party Patriot Liberty yeah. person and you believe in those kinds of things. Um, but Lisa will also be here at my home 
and my phone number is 513-314-7285. Lisa Watson will be here from September 30th to October 4th. She can speak to groups on the 1st and the 2nd. She's not booked. Okay. Uh, so if somebody wants her to come speak to their group about her ideology behind uh, charter schools, that would be fabulous. Okay. We're, we're running out of time in this segment. Okay. So um, great. Thank you. We've been talking to uh, Dr. Kelly Coles, who is a an expert educator. And we will continue this discussion and talk a little bit about Common Core and other education issues right after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking today with Dr. Kelly Coles, who's been an educator. She's been involved in public education for 25 years. She has five children, by the way, and uh, but in she has been on several public school boards here in Ohio and has a website, childrenfirsteducation.com. And Kelly, you had another one. Is it Coles for... Uh, what was the other way? Web- com, yes. Coles, the number four, mm-hmm. education.com. For education. Okay. That's an old, older website I haven't posted to for a while. Also, Ohio School Board's Leadership Council, OSBLC. Okay, great. Okay. You know, what I want to do uh, here is I want to spend some time in this uh, latter part of the program and talk about Common Core. Give us, tell, tell us the status of the Common Core standards um, here in Ohio. I, it was a huge issue about three years ago, and then uh, all of a sudden it's just kind of fizzled out. But what's what's going on with it? Well, Linda, what's important for people to understand is that we don't really care. The standards and what they say mean very, very little. And that's what the Ohio School Board told us for years. Guys, why do you care? You know, they're, they're just standards. They're just written because... That then set a cascade into effect. But the problem, the bigger problem, is that the federal government owns the test. They're the ones that write them. So what your standards are really doesn't matter. Your curriculum will absolutely follow what's on that test. And that test is, from what we're being told, very, very secretive, very, very um, anti-conservative values. Um, And I even witnessed some of that on my children's test. So the problem is the test and who's in control of the test. That's and not us. Now that's has not the, the community. That's not the educators. Has, has, have the Common Core testing, uh, has, has that started in Ohio yet? Oh, absolutely. Okay. These kids are inundated with test after test after test. And they say the purpose is so that they can evaluate teacher performance. You don't need that many tests to evaluate teaching performance. So that's not it. They do want to identify which teachers teach this curriculum. And I'm telling you now, I'm going to say it out loud, that the curriculum is intended to create soldiers for the socialist movement. Yeah. And it is. Yeah, yeah. And for, and for, and for these uh, social left-wing social agendas all, all over the place. Yes. yes. And yes. It, would it be fair to say, no, most people, here, here's the issue I see, most yeah. people here Oh, testing that will standardize that will that will bring standards um, up and and e- you know equalize uh, and and make you know you know make it uh, harder for weak teachers to slide through. But the problem with some of the this uh, like Common Core and some of these testing uh, standards lately is not only does it is it one size fits all, but it's also it embeds low standards 
into and with left-wing social agendas. Would that be a fair assessment? That's absolutely correct. And what people also don't understand is that each test can be different depending on the students. And their systems have, the federal systems have kind of quantified each student into categories. And it may be based on things we don't want it based on, um, but they can have a different test for different students. Hmm. It's all, it's totally manipulated by the federal government and the people running the whole system. And they are not like-minded with Christian American values, American culture. They're not. They're the opposite of that. Right. So that's the reason I had to pull my child out. Mm. I saw too many lessons that were, whoa, left wing. What are, what are you talking about? I saw them being forced to read Howard Zinn's history book. Oh. There's no history in that book. He's that's, a Marxist. That's, it's a Marxist, absolutely. Yes, wow. and they were forced to read it. That's required reading, 700 pages of that. You know, I finally had to hold it up, which is on YouTube, me talking about it, and said, my child will not be forced to read the likes of Howard Zinn. But most parents don't know what they're reading because their kids aren't going to come show them. Right. You know, I was only involved because my kids knew that I was really strongly opposing the curriculum itself. And so they would bring things to me. I had no idea they were reading Howard Zinn. And I said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And I found Larry Schweigert, who's a professor at UD. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he has a Patriots history book. So I said, my daughter will read this one. And mm-hmm. that parents can do. Yeah. And if I had a school choice, I would have chosen the school that believes in American culture, that believes in American exceptionalism, that believes that Christianity is, you know, what what we should be following because the Constitution follows it. I mean, just so many things as basic as that. Yeah. You know, I Kelly, I, I, I evaluated at one point a couple of years ago um, one of the major um, textbooks used in middle school world history and there were so many pages chapter after chapter on islam and it was so respectfully considered it was way out of proportion to every other uh religion including uh christianity it, it, it you know and, and i believe you know I, I firmly believe that there are elements um of um uh, islamic public relations groups i guess you would call it they're paying textbook publishers to get that material in there do you would you think that's a, a fair assessment totally. At all? totally agree and i've had complaints hundreds of complaints about what is in these books these textbooks and people who are indoctrinated by the same system might be some young parents out there they don't see a problem with this but if you're a little bit older and you see what the agenda is you can identify these problems. One of them was uh, somebody brought to me a history book that, that talked about China being the inventor of the first car, showed a big picture of the Chinese whatever, ruler at that time, but not Henry Ford. Yeah. He, oh. he was not in that book. <laughs> oh, so, my goodness. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Um, so in, in just a, a week, a, we've got about a, a minute left. What would you tell mm-hmm. parents to be watching for, major, major issues watching for this school year? I'd say if you can't see the test that your child is taking, then insist that your child not take the test. Mm. If you can't let me see it, then I don't know what you're exposing my child to. I have the right as their parent to be in charge of that, to see what it is. Or all of their textbooks, I don't care if they're online, you let me see every page of every textbook. And if they refuse, you've got to pull your kid out. Have to. And insist that the money follow your child. So you start sending your bills for tuition to the Ohio School Board, to the Ohio Department of Education, and to all the legislators. Start sending these bills to them and say, no, I want a scholarship for every child. I should be able to pick the education system that works best for my child in my family. 
Wow. And that and is there legislation coming up that will will do that? I mean, are, are bills there's several be- pieces, Linda, but I'm afraid they will die in committee. No. There's forces. The teachers union is in charge of that wow. because they will make these guys make these bills die in committee. Wow. So there is one. There's several bills, actually, that are really okay. good. People need to tune into those. Yeah. Maybe I should get you a list. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we don't have time, do unfortunately, to, to yeah. go over that. But thank right. you, Kelly, Dr. Kelly Coles, for all the work you're doing. And folks, go to childrenfirsteducation.com. It's a great name. Yeah. And uh, thank God, you. God bless you for all that you are doing for bringing this to, you know, to parent, the attention of parents. And I urge you parents to uh, pray for these kinds of issues out there. If you have your children in the public schools, you have to stay on top of this because they are not your friend. They're not your friend, okay? Stay on top of this. Monitor what your children are doing. And just remember, friends, just remember that we can do this. We have to stay involved. We have to stay informed. But with God, with God, all things are still possible. I hope you have a wonderful day. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525.